Mike, I got a problem. Okay. I um, I wouldn't go so far as to say I've made it part of my identity, although maybe there's some truth there. I have been a staunch opponent to the big phone lifestyle. Best phone lifestyle. I, I, I have been very vocal about how ridiculous people will are the only people that will use ridiculous phones and Mm. by ridiculous phones i mean phones that are meant for giants and not for regular humans Mm -hmm. i have in my hand as we speak an iphone 15 pro max yeah the good one i i i I don't know what to do because i like it yeah of course you do because you're not a, you're not a fool, Casey List. No, but it's obviously not. <laughs> it's fantastic. Look, the, you have joined the group, the the cool cool club, at just the right time. <laughs> I I don't know what to do with myself though, because I've made such a, in part because I know that you and I would go back and forth about, it, or at least I don't. Maybe this is one of those things where you didn't think about me at all, but I always thought it was funny that you and I would go back back and Casey, forth about it. I, I the thing was is many people have tried to make fun. Of me, <laughs> also fair. <laughs> about this over the years and over the, over time, the dominoes just continue to fall as everybody yep. realizes well, that the best phone to have with you is the phone that has the biggest screen that you can muster. And that's the thing is that I I don't love the in hand feel. Oh, of it this feels phone. so good though. Well, no, no, just hold on, just hold on. In so far as it is bigger than I wish it was. Yeah, uh, title, but. That being said, I think you hit the nail on the head. And you've said this perhaps was on upgrade. I heard you say this somewhere else, but I think you're you're spot on. And you kind of made an allusion to it a moment ago. If you're going to go big phone, this is the year. Because yeah. not only do you get the 5X you know, uh, zoom lens and all that jazz, but the hand feel, once you take the size as a given, so now I'm no longer going to whine about the size for a moment, the hand feel is so good on these phones. <laughs> like the nice little rounded edge makes such a great, wonderful difference. Yep. The fact that they brought the bezels down makes a big difference. Like this is still bigger than I wish. If you use your phone without a case, which is also, mm-hmm. that is a secondary specific lifestyle that again, I do endorse if you have the guts. Um, the PVD coating adds a really nice grip to mm-hmm. the side of the phone. Are you in no are you no case? Well, so let me take you back through the history of caseless caseyless. So yeah. if you recall, I think it was the 12 Pro. Yeah. I ran caseless for a day and it was that afternoon Wait. I was trying to listen to the podcast a thought. You jumped up my, on the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I couldn't get my AirPods to sync for whatever reason. This was early on in the days of AirPods where they were still more finicky. And I jumped up to reach the roof of Aaron's car because she drives an SUV. And I had the phone in my back pocket, which if you're not jumping around, is totally fine. Totally but if fine. you're jumping up like a dummy, then it went shooting right out of my back pocket onto my cement driveway and shattered within literally like eight hours yeah. of me receiving it. That was, the th- that was 12 Pro. The 13 Pro, if I recall correctly, I just straight up dropped at some point. And so I shattered the back Man, on both clumsy. of those phones. And then for the 14 Pro, or maybe maybe I have this wrong. Maybe I, I might be a year off. We get the idea one way or the other. And then for the most recent phone, the 14 Pro, I ran with a case because I was tired of breaking phones constantly. That's <laughs> wild. So, I've never broken a, uh, an iPhone. 
I mean, I hadn't until the podcastathon, and yeah. then I, it was entirely. I had to purposefully break one once. I remember this. I almost did this to one of mine I, yeah. because I was so perturbed for the same reason you they were. Because they refused to replace my horrifically scratched screen. Well, actually, mm-hmm. that was a different time. That's Legally, I'll say that was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> it's legally distinct. A legally distinct event. thing yes. where I then got my AppleCare uh, replacement before I sold my phone. In any case, so I do currently have AppleCare on on the phone. It is currently month to month. And my theory is mm. I'm going to get a case and then cancel AppleCare. Mm-hmm. But, and I do have a case. I, I've gone through two cases already. I tried the Fine Woven. Didn't hate it as much as everyone else, but definitely did not like it. That went back within hours. Mm-hmm. Then I tried the Peel case, which I really, really liked. Super thin. It felt good in hand. But cut out for the action button that's in actually all the buttons that's not going to work so that went back. oh it's as the hole in it where you have to push mm-hmm. that's the right. hole yeah. yep that's right and so now i have i just cast a i cast a net on uh, amazon on amazon i say as i'm trying to look up what i'm what i ordered i cast a net on mastodon on asking people, what is something uh, yes exactly and i was asking you know what do people use that's in the spirit of the peel but no branding i've, got, I've become one of those jerks that's very particular about no branding uh, but super thin, you know, d- and it doesn't have cutouts, it has buttons. And so I wound up with, and it's arriving later today, Torres, T-O-R-R-A-S, magnetic slim fit designed for iPhone 15 Pro Max case, blah, 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 T-O-R-A-S-S. Blah. I'm going to put a link in the chat and we will Why put it no in the show branding? notes. Why no branding? I don't I just don't want it. I don't want that on there. It's, it's, it's tacky. I don't like it. I don't like it on there. If I'm going to go, if I'm going to get branded, then I'm going to put like, I'm going to get some custom made ATP case or something like that. But I don't want, I don't want anything on there. So this is no branding allegedly, has buttons allegedly, is thin allegedly. And so my theory is I'll put this case on and if I like it, maybe I'll cancel Apple Care. But gosh, Mike, I really kind of want to go caseless, caseless again. see. Oh yeah. Okay. There is a button. Like they've got like what looks like an action button there. Okay. I mean, I think I haven't seen this in person yet as yeah. we record. So mm. we'll see. But um, anyways, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I'm th- currently thinking I will, you know, like I said, cancel my Apple Care. The thing of it is, is if Apple Care was like half the money, which I'm not saying Apple Care is an unreasonable cost, it's perfectly fine. But if Apple Care was half the money, so that over the course of the year I'm spending sixty bucks, well, that's a case, man. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whatever. But at but at ten bucks a month. So over the course of the year I'm spending a hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, that's just too much for me. I mean, to also- just you are still paying for the repair. Also true. Yeah, yeah, very much right. so. Although it's cheaper now with the it's, new phones, but you're I mean, still yeah, right. It's cheaper, but you still have to pay for the repair. Yeah, I, exactly I, right. I'm, 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 as I said, for this specific circumstance, like, don't do, don't just like do what I'm saying, you know, I'm saying to people, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm off Apple Care. Like, I've sworn off Apple Care on my iPhone now. I, like, I'm not going to do it anymore. Um, it's because I just found my the experience that I had where they would not replace my screen to just be so frustrating yeah. that I'm done with it. Um, like it's the one time I've ever wanted to use AppleCare, and I bought AppleCare for every iPhone. So like, I just was throwing money down the drain, and so I don't mm-hmm. do it anymore. There are other things like more expensive items that I am going to keep for longer, right? Like like laptops and stuff that I do. Uh, I'm still inclined to, to do it. I think I kind of do it on a case-by-case basis now where it used to just be like a default for me. Yeah. Um, but it was such a bore experience that like, I just, I'm not interested. Um, and I kind of just like figure to myself, well, I'm not paying the money either upfront or every month. And so 
that will just go into like a little mental bank. And if I break my phone and have to either fix it or replace it, then that I'll just have to take the hit and just assume that over time I'll save the money. Cause like I'm taking it on the bet of like, I've never broken an iPhone. Now I'm sure I will, but like mm-hmm. I've run caseless for, I think two iPhones now and I haven't broken Old. either of them. Yeah, that's very bold. The only thing that happened were the scratches on my screen, which I still don't know how that happened. And that would have happened if I had a case because I'm not a screen protector person. So yeah, same. I agree with you there. Yeah. So anyway, so that that's the plan. I don't know. I I kind of want to just go caseless, but I, it's so hard for me to swallow $120 worth of Apple Care because I just do not. I, for me, do not trust that myself or my children, but probably me, won't yeah. drop and shatter the phone. So yeah. we'll see what happens. But the other thing is, I'm not done eating crow over here, Mike. I no, have more I to eat. Oh, I, I wasn't going to allow it to be done either. So it's not <laughs> a problem. Appealing. On this very program, if I'm not mistaken, we were talking live on air and you said, oh, if you're going to get the big phone, here's what you got to do. You got to go and go ahead and order a pop socket. Yeah. I said, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And you said, no, they're better now. The, the, the MagSafe ones are really good. Really you don't good. have to do the pill-shaped one. Yep. You can do a circular one. Yep. Really I'm good. telling you, you've got to do this. Yep. So I ordered it. I showed up well before my phone because you know we recorded, I think, a week or two before the phones were actually uh, available. Yeah, for you got to have it, it was, before the phone comes. Yep, exactly. So I had it. I was using the phone for a day or two without the pop socket. I, I lived under this fantasy world where I was just going to return the pop socket unopened to Amazon and just say, nope, not for me. Don't need it. It's fine. But here's the thing. If you like the big phone lifestyle, which I kind of do now, not easy to use the big phone one-handed unless you have freakishly large hands. And you might be one of those people, Mike. I am not. big hands. So I needed something. If I wanted to be able to reach anything above the the top half of the screen, because if I do the load-bearing pinky, I can get to the bottom half of the screen just fine. And yes, I know that reachability is a thing, but I I wanted something more Nobody wants to use their phone constantly using reachability it's just not a fun experience so uh, per your recommendation i had already acquired as we discussed uh this black very boring uh but uh, official pop socket you know circular magsafe pop socket um perhaps one of us can dig up a link for the show notes and it's already in there i committed after a couple of days and I think I might be more annoyed that I like this than I am. It's, that I it's like a great way phone. to use an iPhone. Like caseless <laughs> or is. no caseless, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Like there are so many benefits that a pop socket affords. So like one, you can use it with the thing extended, like the actual socket popped. And it's like a nice mm-hmm. way to hold it. But it's also like you mentioned, like the load bearing pinky, which is the idea of like having your pinky finger holding the phone up. Well, you can also rest a finger on the pop socket this way it we, like the the kind of like even closed right just like the mm, kind of housing mm-hmm. of the pop socket it's just like right, a way right, to right. balance the phone my biggest thing is to is a way to easily watch video on my iPhone which i do a lot of i can either stand it up or i can hold on to the pop socket with the phone in horizontal trying to watch an i i find like like trying to watch a video on an iPhone about pop socket it's just not a great experience yeah, and, and I you think can it's prop a fantastic it up like experience. a kickstand if you yeah. want. You know, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's really, it's really not bad. And the thing that I think the thing that really put it over the edge for me was, and jump in when you're ready. My understanding was prior to MagSafe, and even at the beginning of MagSafe, they really wanted you to use an adhesive, and I wanted nothing it had to, to be do adhesive. with that. You had to stick it. There on. you go. But which that worked great for years because they used that kind of adhesive that doesn't leave a mark. Mm-hmm. So it was fine. I, I get that, but that's just not that's not for me, and we're going to get to that here again in a second. 
Um, but having it with MagSafe, and it's one of those things where it is eerily strong, and you know, watch me eat my words eventually on this too, but it's eerily strong when it's in place. And the easiest way to actually extract it that I've found is to slide it laterally, or, or I guess down, up, yeah, uh, sliding it, it up, you'll bump into yeah. the camera Mesa. But if you slide it basically away from the MagSafe you know, uh, magnets, it comes off fairly easily. And so that makes it- I also it, feel like if, if you can like, if you have fingernails, it's very easy to just remove true. it that way. And like, mm-hmm. it is very strange, like, you know, magnets, how do they work? But like, it will hold <laughs> the phone up with no problem. I can shake my phone around yeah, and it yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. come off. But if I yeah. need to get it off, it comes off super easy. It's very exactly. strange. But magic. It is very unusual. How do they work? Anyway, so so I like uh, quite a lot that I can just pop it off real easily, especially since I am a chi charging kind of guy at night. And so at night, when I put my phone down, I'll pop the MagSafe. This is the only downside, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is that you have to, like, pop the, to get off and stuff. Exactly. So you pop the pop socket off, and you put it on the Qi charger, and then when you wake up, you put it back on. Now, a lot of people have recommended to me the O-Snap Snap 3 Pro. A lot of people recommended this. Now, our mutual friend Alex Cox has said, they were not as impressed with this. I have never used one myself. Okay, here's what I'll say about the Osnap. I think mm-hmm. people recommend this who've never used it because I've used one and it's garbage oh. compared to a pop oh, socket. Oh, tell me more. So Stephen bought me one because I couldn't buy one and he gave it to mm-hmm. me in WWDC and I took mm-hmm. it out of the case and I immediately knew I didn't want it. So like what they talk about is like it's super thin and you can charge through it, right? Which I'm sure is the case. But the... When you, the thing that is like, so you've got like the little circle, right, that you pull out so you can hold on mm-hmm. to, it is like the chintziest little piece of plastic. So, like, you can see it. If you scroll down on their page, they have a thing called Material Magic, super thin, super strong. It does not feel strong at all to me. Like, and they talk about the the how strong it is and i'm sure they've done a bunch of testing i do not like it it doesn't feel nice like it's just these like kind of sharp edged pieces of plastic in between like it doesn't feel nice to hold in my opinion like mm-hmm. pop socket is vastly superior it, it, the only upside that this thing would have over the pop socket is that you can charge magsafe through it but i really really don't like the way this thing feels like i, I i've i've had this recommended to me a lot and I think most of the time people have seen it on Instagram and they're like, oh, you would probably prefer this. I'm sure there are some people that like it. I'm sure it's great. You don't need to tell me. I've had one of these. I do not like it at all. Don't use it. Uh, I'm a pop socket person f- through and through. Well, the thing that has stopped me from trying it, well, there's two things. Number one, they aren't carried on Amazon, which in and of itself is no problem, but that means returns are just a big hassle. And number two, Apparently, this does indeed use some amount of adhesive, or at least that's what yeah. the website led me to believe. And I, again, they want you to, which I also don't want to do. Exactly. Like, there's nothing inherently wrong don't need with to that. Now. <laughs> it's, but you don't want, yeah, mag, the pop socket, I keep calling it MagSafe. Pop socket doesn't need to do it. So I don't want to do it with this either. And I get that it's thinner and maybe it needs the help, blah, blah, blah. But no, I, I, I admire the, the idea of this. But just like you're saying, the execution seems a little suspect to me and also it says like to use it in magsafe you have to use like a strong adhesive like a no i don't want to do that thank you very much but appreciate it yep thanks but no thanks but all in all i am loving this phone the screen i i it's one of those things where i don't actively notice how much bigger it is and then i'll be put in front of a different phone 
either on the iPhone simulator on my computer, you know, because I typically um, run call sheet and my other stuff against the regular uh, pro phone or when I hold Aaron's phone because she's still on the regular pro phone. I'm like, oh, you can see a lot less on this one, huh? (laughs) But day to day, I don't notice it that much. Uh, Briefly, I know we've been going on a little bit about this, but the 5X camera, I am so here for it. Okay, I cool. understand that most people say it's of lower fidelity. I understand that there's a bunch of reasons why maybe I shouldn't like it. And maybe if I was a better photographer, I would, I would, I would thumb my nose at it. Uh, but nope, I love it. I've used it only a handful of occasions, but having that extra reach is so nice when you have dogs or kids, or if you ever go somewhere where you want to get a little closer to the action, loving the 5X. In a perfect world, I'd like to have the 3X too, but if I have to choose just one, I would choose the 5X every day. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued, but I still have yet to have a lot of reasons to use the 5X camera. But, you know, just in my usual, like, playing around Mm -hmm. with it, Mm -hmm. like, I'm much more impressed with the quality of the image than I thought I was going to be. So I'm I'm excited about that, at least. This thing that you just mentioned about, like, maybe if I was a better photographer... I had no idea that photographers had such long arms. <laughs> is that like a is that like an inherent trait of photographers, Casey, that I wasn't yeah, aware of? Like, no, like I magical just need to arms? say, yeah, that that's it. They're all uh, stretch arm strong. Wow, but no, I, I had no idea. I, I had no idea. Yeah, about I, this. That, this is, is where so I cool. fall down. This is why I'm not mm-hmm. a good photographer. No, uh, no, I think that you know if you look at the the if if you're a Tyler Stallman and can can talk the talk and walk the walk with regard to the technical aspects of the five X. I, I don't think it's particularly impressive from what I've gathered, but I look at the images that come out of it and they are more than sufficient for my needs. They look good to my eyes. Again, on paper, I'm sure there are problems with it. Or maybe if I go pixel peeping and, you know, look at, oh, well, this is a little bit not as crisp as it could be. You can also just live your life, though. You know? Exactly. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know so, what I mean? I can yep, also yep, yep. just have a good time <laughs> and like enjoy the photos I've taken and just like... Be happy, you know. Exactly, and I know you're being silly, but it's also true that like I'm just I'm just <laughs> I'm having really a good not. time. No, I, I yeah. mean I, having a good time with this phone is exactly yeah. what I'm doing, and yeah. and so I apologize to the many hours of time of time I've spent making fun of you for your freakishly oversized phones because now in my hand I have a freakishly oversized phone and I love every second of it. No, you see, the thing is, you don't need to apologize to me because you've given me the greatest gift, right? <laughs> and all I want you to do, KC, now is just say it. Say the magic Uh, words. Hashtag Mike was right. Thank you very much. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. With Squarespace, you can stand out from the crowd of a beautiful website that is designed the way you want. You can engage directly with your audience with awesome tools like their Squarespace email campaigns, and you can sell anything, your products, services, the content that you create with an online store. Squarespace has got everything you need all in one place. Let me dive back into those things that I just mentioned. So I spoke about a beautiful design. You can take advantage of Squarespace's brand new best-in-class website building system called Fluid Engine. It is their new design system that allows you to unlock your creativity more easily than ever before. You just get started with one of their best-in-class templates that are professionally designed, but then you're able to customize every single detail with a reimagined drag-and-drop text that works on desktop or mobile. You can design your website on an iPad. Just go for it. <laughs> you can stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine. It's built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. Then once you get everything set up, 
Maybe you want to put an online store onto your website. Whether you sell physical or digital goods, Squarespace has all the tools and integrations that you need to start selling online. They also even have analytics so you can see where your sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective for you. And then you can also stand out in an inbox with a Squarespace email campaign. You can encourage your visitors to sign up as email subscribers, starting them on the journey to becoming loyal customers. Once again, you just start with a beautiful template. You customize it the way that you want, and then you'll be able to send these out to your subscribers. We're building analytics to measure the impact of every single send. Go and check this all out for yourself by going and setting up a Squarespace site today. Go to squarespace.com analog. You can sign up for a free trial, build your website. Play around with all these new features. Try out Fluid Engine. Then when you're ready to launch, use the code ANALOG at checkout and you will save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash analog and the code ANALOG when you sign up to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show. One last time, squarespace.com slash analog. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and Relay FM. I would like to thank you. I'd like to extend a thank you to you uh you're a good friend to me uh, okay uh, i'm glad what did i do while i was traveling i got waylaid uh, oh gosh in I still miami feel airport about that. this time which was a new one you know usually it's like oh you're in chicago for the night okay so you gotta go find a hotel in chicago and get on a flight tomorrow but no this time it was you're waylaid you're in miami airport your flight leaves in eight hours seven hours from now um you need to be back oh. here in four to five hours so you kind of can't go anywhere really best Mm -hmm. to stay in miami airport so we did that on the way out to memphis and because of that it meant that i wasn't going to get to see uh the formula one race on sunday because we weren't going to be in our hotel room on sunday morning Mm -hmm. we were going to be getting on a plane and then all of a sudden like a little cherub coming down from the heavens (laughs) casey liss drops an iMessage to me, which is a one-password link for Casey's F1 TV subscription. And I would never just do what such a great a thing. friend. That, that's against terms of service. I would never do such a thing. Casey created a brand new F1 TV account <laughs> and he sent me the login for it, but he used his own email address because he needed to. So what I'll yes, say is, I was very kind of you. I didn't actually get to see that race because uh-huh. we were on the tarmac. I watched the start of it, uh, but I fair, didn't fair, get fair. to watch the rest of the race. But then I did watch uh, that race itself, like later on on your f1 tv mm-hmm. and then also watched the race the following weekend when we were in memphis using f1 tv uh, mm-hmm. i did have to do like a very funny thing because you sent it to me and i was on my iphone right so i just like downloaded it logged in and i was on my iphone and i watched it and then with the next race uh, i wanted to watch it on the ipad uh because it, we couldn't what we this is one we could have watched live but it was at like two in the morning uh, yes. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to mm-hmm. do that. So we watched it the next morning. And then I logged in on a, uh, on Adina's iPad because she has the bigger iPad. And it's like, oh, you have too many devices. <laughs> so <laughs> I went on the web, <laughs> logged in again, and I was <laughs> I deauthorized my iPhone and then reauthorized Adina's iPad. So you can get rid of that at any point, by the way. Um, I gotta. I wonder how many things I have. I think you have think an old iPhone or something on there. Uh, that's probably true. Uh, but it was back. very funny. Like I kind of felt like a little bit cheeky, right? To go in and be like, <laughs> "Oh, let me just let me just deal with your device authorizations." Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, oh, what a good friend funny. you are. You know, just wanted no, to say it's that. It's actually. I gotta tell you, the F1 TV stuff. If you're an F1 fan, and I don't do 
any other sports related subscriptions. So I don't do like um, NFL Red or not at Red Zone, um, NFL Sunday Ticket or anything like that. I only do F1 TV. And I and I got to say that it is really good. And I don't know how much you messed with it, Mike, but as you're watching, and I think you can do this on Sky now, but as you're watching, if you're on an iOS device or iPad, you know, iPhone yeah. or iPad, you can swipe from right to left and then you get a list of all the drivers and you can huh. get the international feed, the international audio feed. And I think the video is the same, which is the F1 people. Then you can get the Sky people. Or no, I'm sorry. Maybe it's called Global and International. I forget how they label. It doesn't really matter. But you can get the Sky commentators, which is who I usually listen to, the F1 commentators. And then you can get the in-car view with radio of anyone on the track. And then there's also like right. telemetry and like track position and all sorts of crazy stuff. It is possible to do this with the Sky's description that I have, but it's not mm. as like nice because like F1 mm-hmm. TV, this is all F1 TV is. But right. with Sky, it's like you're in the Sky app. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. they have more concerns than just what's the best F1 experience. Right. So right. you can get all the onboards and stuff. I don't think we have the abilities to change commentators, but why would we anyway? Because we had the best exactly. ones. <laughs> Fair. You have the best ones as long as you don't mind a very, very strong UK bend to them, which I don't. Why but would why would I? That's I'm not I saying want. you should. That's what it I is want. just it is just funny listening to them talk, particularly about Hamilton. But it's true of anyone from the UK. Well, I mean, you be if the greatest of all time is currently active, then you would actually talk about him. <laughs> Can we just share, by the way, while we're on this, like? that I have a, a brand new, like, renewed distaste for Max Verstappen because he keeps talking about how much he hates podcasts. <laughs> That's right. I only saw the one event. I didn't see it's that there been, was more than the, one. It was multiple times over that weekend because then people were asking him about it. Of course. Because this yeah. is like a joke that Lando has. When Lando is in the room with Max, like the cool-down room, he calls it mm-hmm. the Max Verstappen podcast, which I think is very funny. But obviously <laughs> Max funny. Verstappen has no humor, so rather than making a joke about it, he just says, I don't like podcasts, they're boring. Where like what he could do is engage with his friend Lando and make mm-hmm. a fun joke about podcasts, right? And be like, mm-hmm. oh, and I've got my get- a brand new guest to the show, Oscar Piastri. Like he could do all of that. But right. instead, he's just like, oh, I don't like them. They're boring. Just like, come on, man. Just like, try. Just try and have a personality. You know, it would be great for everyone. Yep. So. He's the worst. I yeah. just like him. So. He really is. And if you don't like it, I don't care because I don't like him. So that's the yeah, end of he's that. Just, like, he's a phenomenal driver. We've covered this many times. Phenomenal driver. One of the greatest don't of all time. Without a shadow yep. of a doubt. He deserves the success that he is getting this year. I'm happy that he is having another, like, just. Like the more wins he gets, the easier it is to forget about the fact that he shouldn't have won his first title because it was taken away from Lewis. <laughs> but the uh, what I like, and I said it at the time, and I stand by it. I wanted him to win and like an undisputed world championship, and he's now done it in two ways. Well, he's only done it. No, he, no, that's not what I'm thinking. He has yet to do it. I think with like a team that can actually compete with his team. But I still think that he could, he would do it anyway. Like even if that was the yeah, case. Yeah, yeah. But he's been in a situation where his team is just absolutely dominant. But who knows yep. what the future will hold? Can't win who forever. Knows? Yep, can't win forever, as Lewis found out. But uh, anyways, uh, no, it's 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 a really good setup the way F1 TV works. And actually, uh, recently, for various uninteresting reasons, nothing bad, but I've had to miss uh, watching the races live. And there was one day I don't remember which race it was that. 
I ended up not being able to really spend the time to watch a 90 minute race. And one of the great things that F1 TV does is you can go on there and, and they have, I think they call it race in 30. And basically they cut down the race. So they give you the entirety of the highlights or the best they can within 30 minutes of real time. And so you can sit down for half an hour and get the general gist of, uh, you know, how the race went, which I really enjoy and I've used from time to time recently. So yeah, F1 TV, it's like 80 bucks a season and that's not cheap, but given what you get for it, I actually think it's pretty reasonable and I really, really like it. I thought that was very funny because I pay, I think like close to that a month for Sky and we only have Sky because of F1. Oh, that's, that's not, that's not fun. Because I, and uh, because I mean, we could have now TV, which we've done before, but there are other things we get with Sky. So like, we don't need, I have yet to deal with this, but I'm going to like Netflix is included. So I can take that off. And there are a couple of other things we were paying for, like Discovery is included. So I don't have to pay for that anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. and we get some shows that like lock to Sky, the, the HBO stuff. So we get all of that. So like we do, we, we get an amount of money's worth but like i don't want to have to pay for the entire sports package but i have no choice like all i want is f1 but i need to pay Mm -hmm. for all the sports which means i'm paying for all the expensive sports because for sky f1 is not the expensive stuff like i'm paying for all the football right like that's Uh, what i'm paying for but i don't want it you know maybe i also want golf but again these are not the expensive sports but one of the main reasons i did this is they have a higher quality stream on Sky than they do on Now TV, which is what I wanted. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So they have it in in Ultra HD, and they have Dolby Atmos and all that kind of stuff, which is not something that Now TV provides. And I wanted the best viewing experience possible for something that I enjoy so much, you know. Especially with your fancy uh, Sonos setup now. Exactly. It mm-hmm. sounds great sometimes. Like it's not all the time, but sometimes <laughs> I've got to a certain so camera view, and then a car flies behind my head, and it's like, ooh. Yep, it's so fun. true. But thank uh, you for your Sonos. F1 TV. Appreciate it. Oh, of course. Of course. I'm glad I could help. And uh, speaking of Sonos and home-related things, what's going on there? Oh, well, not nothing to do with Sonos. Why do you need to segue? It's just because otherwise it seems so awkward. We don't have a little doodle-doo like you do on Cortex. No, but you, you gotta could, have something tied together. You could just say, <laughs> how, how's the home? You know what I mean? Like, right, let's, let's try thing. this again. No, no, hey, let's keep hey, it in hey, now. No, I, want, no, we, I think I'm, a, take it out, I'm right? the villain today, I think, by the way. <laughs> I, think, I, I think I'm bad cop today. I feel like I'm you giving you a hard cop, time, which you don't deserve because you've been nothing no, but nice to me. It's fine. It's fine. All right. So tell me one way or another about what's going on at the house. You seem, it seems like you have questions. I just had a question for him. I just had a question for him. Yeah, you know, we are still adapting to home ownership, mm-hmm. which is... I don't understand why, but home ownership is just more complicated than apartment ownership. I don't know why, but like, it's just more complicated. There's more things that can go wrong. There's more things to deal with. I guess space is one of those things. The more space you have, the bigger all the tasks are, right? But also there's just like a bunch of just weird things. I mean, probably it's compounded by the fact that this home is older, right, than our apartment was mm, by mm. a significant margin. And because of because it's a home as well, it's had like lots of people doing work on it, whether they are were trained to do it or not, but it's their home so they can do whatever they want, right? And I think all of that stuff kind of compounds. I have no idea if some of these things are prevalent for American homes because I think they've all been built in the last six weeks or something. Like I don't I don't think Americans have old homes. Uh, why well, am I? Why am to... I this way today? What's going on? <laughs> I feel like I'm you. 
what am I doing? It's like, you're just making it worse now. I know. What am I doing, though? Like, why am I taking shots at America like this? It's unnecessary. Well, because, it, it, because it's, in this case, deserved. We don't have, our old is like a couple hundred years. Your old is like a couple thousand years. I mean, it's true. Yeah, I mean, well, this, our house was built in the 60s, but, so it's not that old even. Well, fair. You know? All right. So, like, I don't really know why I'm being this way. So, I just want to issue a public apology to you right now because you don't <laughs> you don't deserve it, and neither does your country. It's done. It's unfair. Maybe it's because I was st- st- stuck in Miami Airport against my <laughs> also will. Like true. Maybe, maybe that's that, what that it is was. true. Anyway, so I just wanted to 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 see because you've been a homeowner for longer than me. Uh, do you have a system for managing your home tasks? Like, do you have a special to do list? And I realize now I may be asking the wrong person because I know you have in the past not used any kind of to-do list, right? Like uh, that, that was true-ish. Uh, my to-do list is either my calendar because I'm okay. Jason Snell or the app Do, D-U-E, which I'm pretty sure you brought into my life I did. Uh, because, because that's the only thing I need, generally speaking. Okay. Um, no, the, the way I manage home to-dos is... I offload all of that onto Aaron because I am not a very handy person. So, okay. and like you were just talking about on something, I don't remember where I heard it, but you were talking about how Stephen is extremely handy. So handy. Most people I know, is, it, it, most people I know are very, very handy. I never got that that gene or that skill or whatever, and I'm sure mm. I could build it if I wanted to. But Aaron is handy. Uh, okay. Her dad was a carpenter at, at one point in his life, and she is extremely handy. And so. All so, of the, so the stereotypical. Just, so I should really be asking Erin what how she that is correct tracks. Okay, that is correct, and I think she probably has a. I know that she definitely from time to time will write a physical to do list on a pad of paper that okay. lives in the kitchen that will dictate usually shorter and near term projects. You know, mm-hmm. not the sort of thing where oh, I'm going to need to redo the bathroom now. You know, more yeah, of like says, I'm talking uh, you know, about like the the shorter stuff mostly. I think mm-hmm. like chores, uh, yeah, typically things like yeah, that. Yeah, typically that's done. So I will do the chores that I do basically just in time. And that sounds like I do it at the 11th hour. What I mean by that is if I see one of the potties is a little yucky, I'll go ahead and clean the potty. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have a particular schedule around it. Um, and, yeah, we have a, a robot vacuum that vacuums downstairs every night and things like that. But, um, but yeah, with regard to home projects, that's mostly Erin. It's mostly in her head. Uh, and sometimes on paper, mm. I don't think she has any sort of electronic to-do system that okay. I'm aware of. I would I would call her up and have her speak for herself, but I believe coincidentally she's outside doing some sort of yard work as we speak. Not mowing, mind you, because we're podcasting, but some sort of quiet <laughs> yard work quiet is yard happening work. outside as far as I'm aware. I mean, to be honest, it's, I think I would expect that most people do actually just do that, right? It's just like they just deal with the things and they just keep them in their head, but it's just not. It's not how I work. Like I need to have everything in a system, and so we're trying reminders. Because Adina mm-hmm. uh, had liked Trello in the past. She likes yeah. the kind of like Kanban view. Yep, yep, yep. But I don't like Trello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's and, fair. And reminders has just added their column view. So we're trying. We're trying that out. And I was just, you know, it's like all of these things. What I want is for somebody to. <laughs> to just tell me do this one simple trick and your <laughs> tasks will be managed easier but i if feel like might. i need to face up to the realistic fact that no not nothing that you do is necessarily going to inherently make it like 
that your uh, home management tasks are easier. Because, you know, like I know you've used, I think you've been a proponent for, there was like a grocery app that you used. Is it AnyList? Yeah, I was thinking about bringing that up. Um, it, it, it is called AnyList, and it is not specifically for groceries, but that's clearly what their bread and butter is. <laughs> um, so anyway, it, we use it for all of our shopping lists. So we have a Costco list, we have a Target mm-hmm. list, we have a grocery list, and we also use it for some other things, like, for example, a packing list before we go on um, on a vacation. We just use the same list and, you know, we uncheck everything. And then as we pack it, we check it off. Or if, you know, thing, something is irrelevant, we'll check it off. Like you don't need a bathing suit in the wintertime, for example. Um, but yeah, any list is really, really good. And I have paid for it for probably five or 10 years now. I really, okay. really like it. Um, I haven't ever spent real time with reminders. And my understanding is reminders is getting ever closer to any list. And I mean that as a compliment. Yeah, like it does. If you have a grocery list, it sorts it by produce and stuff now, which is kind of cool. Right, exactly. So um, I'm not necessarily saying any list is as necessary as I feel like it was a few years ago, because I think when any list, when I embraced any list, I don't think shared reminders lists were a thing. I think reminders may not have even been a thing at that point. Um, and certainly, you know, the sorting by by aisle and all that sort of stuff, that wasn't a thing. Um, I don't need any of the fancy stuff that any list does. Like it'll do recipe planning and meal planning and stuff like that. I don't use it for that. I just use it or we use it as a shared synced series of shopping lists. And you could absolutely use this for home tasks as well. I personally agree with with uh, with Adina that maybe a, a Kanban board it makes more sense because you've got, you know, planning and in process or, you know, whatever the various stages that, that it is, we have kind of like a, a things we'd like to do at some point, things that need to happen, things that right. are currently like being done. Like they're kind of like essentially the columns that we're looking at. And mm-hmm. I understand that thinking, but it's not necessarily the way that i would work but i appreciate why you might want to have a system like that for uh, a home project management system so like right. i'm i'm just trying to find one that i like uh as well right so like is there one that we can like uh, can we find a, a a common ground with it and what i also do like about reminders for this use is you can view the same shared list as either a list view or column view i see yeah, so yeah, i think yeah, that yeah. would work better for for what we're both trying to do but also essentially we then need to do the tasks as well so <laughs> looking for that that one quick uh one quick solution to to our problem but i don't think we're going to find one we just have to do the tasks i suppose yep i'm sorry no silver bullet here This episode is brought to you by FitBod. When you want to change your fitness level, it can be hard to know where to start. I actually do have the one quick solution here, and it is the FitBod app. (laughs) Like, this is the app that actually can solve your problem. It's fantastic. Because what FitBod does is creates a fitness plan that is exactly for you. They have a powerful algorithm to learn about what you're looking to achieve what your goals are, what your training ability is, what equipment you have, what experience you have to create a custom dynamic program all within an app that makes it incredibly easy to perform every exercise. It's so simple to learn with their 1,400 HD video tutorials for every, you know, they have not that many for every exercise, but every exercise has them shot from multiple angles to make sure that learning is a breeze. 
Put simply, superior results are achieved when a workout program is tailored to you. Your, when your muscles are working together with the entire system of your body, when it's all working in concert, that is when you see improvements. You don't want to overwork muscles. You don't want to underwork muscles. This is going to negatively impact your results, which is why FitBod tracks the exercises that you're doing, what your muscle fatigue will be, what your recovery time is, and designs a well-balanced workout routine around it. They mix up the muscle groups that you're using, the exercises that you're doing, the sets, the reps, and the weight over time to increase your overall strength and keep your body sharp. This also keeps your gym sessions fresh and fun by mixing up workouts with new exercises. This is something that I value. You can keep track of your achievements and personal bests with FitBod's progress tracking charts or within the app. And FitBod integrates with your wearable device, your Apple Watch or your wearable smartwatch, and other apps that you use like Strava, Fitbit, and Apple Health to help the, create the overall picture of your health and fitness. Personalized training of this quality can be expensive, but FitBod is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year, but you can get a fantastic 25% off your membership if you sign up today at fitbod.me slash analog. So go now and get your customized fitness plan at fitbod.me slash analog. That is 25% off your membership at fitbod.me slash analog. Our thanks to FitBod for their support of this show and Relay FM. I have what another, is uh, this? <laughs> yeah, what is this next topic here? I am very intrigued. Yeah. Okay. So, I've been thinking about like social media in, we'll call it a post Twitter world, mm -hmm. right? For, I think for the two of us, and I've I've been playing around with Mastodon and Threads, and I've been putting a little bit more effort into Mastodon recently. Um, just like posting more. And this was like, has been spurred on by the fact that we had the St. Jude campaign. So I was posting mm -hmm. more then. Mm -hmm. But then also, like, it's iPhone time. And I've just been posting some of my uh, opinions about iPhones, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, just, just using it as a time to post more. And it's been a good experience. And, you know, I've been kind of mixing it up on threads as well. Like, what am I posting there? What am I not? But, you know, I'm kind of led to consider something, which is like, I am a content professional and one of the things that I, I do think there is a value to it is having some kind of platform that has the ability to find a new audience and like Mastodon I don't think is that right like I, I, I think and I know this is by design and it's great that there's no algorithm like I do not want an algorithm on Mastodon. I don't want it, right? But what that means is I think it is harder for people to find you if they don't know you. Um, and, like, and I've seen this happen, right? The fact that I didn't join Mastodon at the right time meant that I did not, I don't think I saw as many like people moving over from Twitter that found me or whatever, right? And it's a bit more of an uphill struggle for me to get my Mastodon account in front of people again. And so I'm trying, I'm just thinking about like what, what is the thing today that lends itself to helping me get in front of new people? And I also think of this um, in relation to Cortex brand as well, right? Of like, getting our products in front of new people and whether i like it or not <laughs> it's short form video 
Mm, like that mm -hmm. is the way today, right? That like, if you want to get something in front of someone, the way that you can grow an audience is short form video. Like that's where the algorithms are, uh, like it's where they are most prevalent. It's the type of mm. content I think that is being boosted most because it's the new thing, right? Um, and so I am kind of like just rolling this around in my head that like maybe I should think about this and obviously have been, right? Like a couple of shows that I do now, we do short form video clips for them. Um, I have no idea if they're really helping us find an audience, but I do know as a, like I enjoy the clips for we do more, the most of the clips that I do is for Upgrade. We also do clips on Thoroughly Considered as well. Um, but on Upgrade, we have like four little clips that we make of the show, like for every episode. And I enjoy them. Like, I think that they're fun to watch. And uh, Jason and our editor Chip are putting more and more effort into them and making them more and more engaging and fun, uh, to which I'm sure Jeremy Budge would be very happy because Jeremy <laughs> not only was one of the reasons that we started doing this, but also was like really pushed us to like do different things. Um, where, and, and I, and I kind of see this like as a, if I was just a viewer of the content, I'm like, Oh, this is good content. And so I'm like, Hmm, is there something that Mike Hurley should be doing in short form video? <sighs> Yep, now, I've for had... me, I'm very resistant of TikTok, but I because I I don't really want to dive into that. But hey, Instagram's right there, you know, and I and I would like to build my Instagram following because that's beneficial for all of the other things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. But I don't really know what to do. So like, I'm I'm starting like a I think like a research expedition at the moment <laughs> of my of my own in trying to work out like what kind of content would I make and how would I make it? Yeah, I have the exact same poll. You know, I find myself, I, I don't really look at TikTok ever. And I, I think that's in no small part because I've never given it a fair shake. But I'll tell you in the same breath that I, at least once a day, I'll look through Instagram reels, which are effectively the same thing. And they're really fun and really enjoyable. And you can lose a lot of time there if you're not careful. And I've had a very similar thought of, should I be embracing this either from a quote unquote corporate perspective for like call sheet or masquerade or what have you, and or from a, you know, my own brand perspective. And I feel like I probably should be embracing this some way, somehow in one of those ways, but I, it's just so foreign to the way I think. I think in words. I don't really think in pictures. And yeah. even Casey on cars notwithstanding, I that's not that doesn't come natural to me, which doesn't make it bad. It doesn't make it wrong. It doesn't make it anything. It's just it, I guess it makes it hard. And I have very similarly wondered, you know, what could I do that would be interesting short form video? And and sometimes I'll think about like, oh, maybe I could talk through some piece of code or something that I'd been writing, but that's not very interesting or exciting. And plus then I, I get all the, the know-it-alls that are like, well, actually you should have done this, that, and the other thing instead. I just don't, I don't have any interest in that. And my life, while I love my life, 
is not particularly interesting to anyone but me. So like a day in the life of Casey is not that particularly exciting. And so at that point, you know, if, if comedy isn't really my cup of tea, you know, because I don't think I'm an inherently funny person, even though I enjoy comedy as much as the next guy, you know, I don't know what to do. So I, I agree with everything you said. And I just don't know what people would find interesting that I could also create and contribute. And I would love to know because I'm coming up blank. I mean, the I figure like most of the time I just need to work out something to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and then maybe that is all it needs to be. I really, I just, I don't know. Like it's, it's quite complicated, I think. And I don't even, I don't, I don't I, see the thing for you is different. Like that, I, I thought that was really interesting what you're saying that you think in words, right? Mm-hmm. Where I obviously don't, mm-hmm. you know, like that is, I, I think in a uh, spoken word, I don't think sure. in written word. Mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like that. Right. Like I actually find that that's not very helpful to me. So the idea of speaking into a video camera like into my phone or whatever and making a video like that doesn't that doesn't seem like a complicated thing for me but i just don't know what it is that i'm saying or what i'm talking about like i'm not sure yet what my content area would be to talk exactly. about mm-hmm. that's what i need to work out like same one of the things that I'm toying, I have toyed around with, and I think is probably the most likely thing that I would do is to. It's like I have, even bringing myself to say it, it makes me feel weird, but to to kind of be like a productivity influencer type. Yeah, like yeah, no, I, to, I think that makes sense to talk about the things that I do to do my work. Like that is a huge part of my life. Right. And so I figured that I could, that would probably be a decent way to get started. And I would be able to, I think that that would benefit all areas of my business. Right. Like, I think it would be good for the podcasts that I have that focus on this kind of stuff. And it would also be good for the the other business that I run that produces products to enhance this kind of work. And mm-hmm. I feel like, because I feel like I am already doing this, right? Like, yeah. I'm already doing this stuff, say, on Cortex. Absolutely. And so it's just a way of bringing some of this stuff out out of the show, That, but it's just me, right? So, like, not... Cause, and I can and do use Cortex content in other places, and I actually plan to do a bit more of that with, like, with this kind of stuff in the future. But the idea of me, like talking about like hey i'm you know this is what i do on a wednesday if i'm not feeling very productive like i have these things that i figure i could share and so this is like probably the the route that i would be most likely going to attack because i think people would naturally say you could just talk about tech but it's like no i don't i don't think so like i i I don't (laughs) think that that's the right route for me personally like i think that Mm. if i was going to take any of my existing kind of content threads and make another thing out of them it would be more i think i would have more interesting things to say about how to do creative work 
and like business stuff than I would about like here's the 17 iOS features you didn't know. Right. And there's a lot of people that are very good at doing these 17 iOS yes. features you didn't know. And or even just like, hey, took a, take a look at this thing that the, the new iPhone does or whatever, right? Right, right, right. Uh, and that I, I agree that that is the obvious answer probably for both of us, but I also agree that I don't think that's the right answer for either of us. I don't think I could compete in that world. Exactly, right? I, I exactly. Think that, I think there's too much going on there. And I also think that like there is a level of polish that even short form videos have in the tech world that I'm not wanting to do. I also feel like it would be a little bit more, it'd be a little tougher to impart a personality into it as such, where mm -hmm. if I was talking about work stuff, I feel like it would be probably easier to, to impart my personality into that than it would mm -hmm. be to into tech. Because like a lot of like tech content that I see anyway is like it is mostly like very like clinical in a way in in a sense of like it's very nicely designed and like the camera is all done well and like edited right, right. really well and color graded and it's just like I don't know. I, that that's not what I want to do. If I'm going to do stuff like this, I want it to be a little bit more. Mike talking into a camera, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So like super random offshoot of this, but like we like a person that I'm like super intrigued about right now is uh, Seth Rogen. Tell me more. Seth Rogen, we know him. You know, mm -hmm. we we all know Seth Rogen, yeah, actor, indeed. comedian, uh, producer. Uh, you know that kind of stuff. He, do you know he has a uh, a business selling marijuana paraphernalia? I feel like I did know that at some point. Yeah, yeah. It's called Houseplant. Is the name of the company, which is just like an absolutely fantastic idea. And it came from the fact that I think during COVID he got into uh, pottery and was making <laughs> like not know. really interesting pots and then ashtrays. Uh -huh. And then, like, set up this entire business, like, of high-end, like, ashtrays and stuff like that. And there's just, like, his kind of social media presence around this stuff. It's just, like, super intriguing to me. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't really have anything to say other than the fact that I just find it very interesting and yeah, intriguing. I, I, I very much would love to be... I would love to be someone who is good at short form video. However, I'm still a little raw after my YouTube experience, which that's, that's a bit dramatic, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was made very clear to me that in order to be good at YouTube, I needed to constantly produce, just constantly produce, or at least to get to the point that, that people were, were aware of me and paying attention to me. I need to feed the algorithm and I need to do it constantly. And I feel like, and, and you would know better than me because I don't really, I've never really played with the creator side of TikTok or, or Reels or anything, yeah. but it feels similar to me that yes, you can have that one video that like breaks out, but yeah. it seems to me like I would need to just feed the algorithm constantly. And that's Probably. not something I have a lot of appetite for, but I, but I do have an appetite for having the skill of being able to create these little snippet, you know, bite-sized videos and so I don't know. It's something that both of us probably should experiment some experiment with some way, somehow. I, I, I don't know. I keep coming back to in my head. It, I don't know why this would be appealing to anyone but me, but I miss your vlogs and you live in a 
really freaking cool city. <sighs> and if you're ever in the cooler parts of your city, and I don't mean to imply anything, it's just that mm-hmm. I, my understanding is you live in a more residential area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you were ever in the cooler parts of your city, I could, I would personally, I would find scenes from London very interesting, but <laughs> I might be the only one. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like the editing. That that's fair. That's fair. That that's that's why I stopped doing it. Like, it's too. It, it's just more. It's just, it's yeah. It's just it's a lot of work. And I totally get that. That's kind of one of the reasons why this kind of short form is at least appealing to me, because mm-hmm. I think that there is, for, at least for what I would ever want to do, there is a rough and readiness to it, which would be more yeah. accepted than trying to do something like this on YouTube, right? I agree. Although I also wonder if you would enjoy doing the editing side more if you were doing it in a more comfortable way. And by that, I mean, if you're doing it on like Final Cut Pro on the iPad or or, or clips or something on your iPhone, no. um, I wonder if that would be more appealing for Mike Hurley than sitting down at Final Cut Pro on a computer feeling like you're doing official, I'm doing official video business now. You know, Editing it, it, always feels like editing to me in a way. That's fair. And it, and so like, yeah. I mean, and also for me, the the thing that I actually enjoy doing, I do, which is I I like taking photos of architecture. Like that's what I like doing, and I like editing those, and I like posting them on Instagram. And I've done that for a long time. Like that's the kind of thing that scratches that at least that creative itch for me. Like that I mm-hmm. used to the part of vlogging that I enjoyed it was like look at this thing. And for mm-hmm. me now, like these days, I find photo to be way more intriguing. And I think it's because like I find editing a photo to be an interesting creative challenge where editing video feels like editing audio, which feels like the rest of my work. Yeah, I can I can understand that. That was what ended like that uh, like, turned me off the most in the end about about the vlogs is it, like it's just like, ah, oh, it's not it's just more of the same. You know, mm-hmm. yep. Like I, totally I just recently did a, a a YouTube video which I referred to as like the video with four reasons for existing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I wanted to promote Saint Jude, and I also had a pre-release keyboard, and I also wanted to fill a milestone. Oh, yes, 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 right? yes, yes, like, yes. and so yeah. like I made this video, um, and I liked the process of it, but also it was like the editing was just like, oh my god. <laughs> like I'm editing the video again. Here we go. I'm back in the video, edit. and it's just like a. I enjoy editing video more than editing audio, but it's still editing, which I don't enjoy. Yep. So it's like a I don't know. I didn't really have a particular thing. I just wanted to speak aloud some of the stuff that I've been thinking about recently, and I have uh my new assistant on a research project for me right now of like what are the best practices these days for posting short form video because like i don't even know how you like what what, do you you use hashtags like what do you do you know what i mean like how Mm -hmm. do you do this uh and so that's part one i guess and then part two is like trying to work out what i would even do and then maybe just trying to play around with some stuff i don't know yeah well we should uh try to remember to check back in on this because um, if yeah. you make any sort of progress, I would be fascinated to hear, you know, what, what you do and what you thought of the results, because like I said, this is something that intrigues me as well. This certainly seems to be where culture is moving toward, uh, not to say that long form is going away. It's just that, you know, for all the reasons you enumerated earlier, it seems that this is where the, a lot of attention is going. 
And I feel like I'm getting left behind and I don't like that feeling. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. Yeah. And I also don't know if it's a bad thing that we're be about being left behind. I, I, I actually, you know, it, yeah, I don't know. It's complicated, right? It's complicated. It's complicated. This episode is brought to you by Electric. When you're leading a small business, it's not all glamorous. In fact, sometimes it is actually just a matter of spending hours onboarding an employee and getting their tech set up. You are well equipped to deal with this, but maybe you don't want to do it or you don't have the time to do it. The team over at Electric knows that small businesses, maybe like yours, face these kinds of challenges, which is why they're on hand to help with the time-consuming parts of your business, like setting up standardized device security with best-in-class device management software at your hands so you can implement best practices across the board and be ready to scale, or employee onboarding and offboarding that's done for you, saving you an average of eight hours per request. Electric will help keep you uh, will help you keep a single point of visibility into your IT environment so you can control your devices, networks and applications all in one place, while simplified reporting allows you to achieve and maintain compliance, which is obviously important. Electric also has proactive IT recommendations and automated workflows to make IT easy to manage for even non-technical users. If you're hearing this and you think your company could use some of these services, but you're not sure where to get started, Electric also has experts to guide you through the process of establishing standardized IT practices for your organization. As a business grows and you end up with more people and then you have more technology to give them and help them get set up, it can become a real time sink to then manage that. This is the perfect kind of solution, especially for small businesses who maybe you don't have the need for like a team of IT people, but you have like 20 devices you need to manage, 30, 40, 50 devices. Electric is absolutely perfect, super good, has all of the stuff that you're going to need. For analog listeners, Electric is offering a free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones for taking a qualified meeting. Just go to electric.ai slash analog. That is electric.ai slash analog. Go there now and get your free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones today for scheduling a meeting. Our thanks to Electric for their support of this show and Relay FM. Recommendations. Woo, do you want to start? Sure. Um, I have three for this episode. Uh, two music, one television. The two music recommendations. Uh, two albums I've been looking forward to for a while. Uh, ZZ Ward. Um, you would, if you know ZZ Ward, and if you're American, you would know her as being the lady vocalist on College Game Day's theme song up until this year. I'm very sad that they have changed it. Um, but if you're not American, you would know her. She sang the theme from Cars 3, uh, which was entitled Ride, if I'm not mistaken. Um, really good kind of solely rock. I don't know how to describe her music. I really, really enjoy it though. And she came out with her first album in a few years now uh, called Dirty Shine. And that's by ZZ Ward. Uh, really, really good album. Really, uh, really have been enjoying it. Have been playing a lot recently. Same story with 30 Seconds to Mars. You would know them because their lead singer and I think primary songwriter is Jared Leto, the actor. Um, they huh. are incredibly good. I would not pegged you as a 30 Seconds to Mars fan. I don't know why. Oh really enjoy 30 seconds of Mars. I actually ah, saw them okay. open for, I think I saw them open for Lincoln Park once. This was many, many years ago. I think Aaron was pregnant with Declan at the time. I didn't know you liked Lincoln Park either. These, oh, I was learning very, so many very, things about you today. Mm-hmm. Very, very big Lincoln Park fan in, back in the day. I, I mean, I still listen to it now. I just don't listen to it near as often as I used to. But when I was in Memphis, me and Stephen was listening to a bunch of Lincoln Park and 
I was reminded of the uh, Linkin Park Jay-Z album, Collision Course. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And we were yeah, listening yeah. to that, which is just also one of good. the all great time, all time great albums. Yep. No, the, I really have always loved Linkin Park. I've seen Linkin Park two or three times now. But anyway, 30 Seconds to Mars were phenomenal live. Like, Linkin Park was very good. But 30 Seconds to Mars were freaking phenomenal. And it turns out that when your lead singer is also an actor, they have just a touch of charisma. And so <laughs> it was a phenomenal show, especially for an opening act. Uh, but anyways, they have a new album, uh, 30 Seconds to Mars. It's the end of the world, but it's a beautiful day. Very, very good. Uh, this was up for uh, uh, this was up for grabs i don't know i was very worried about this album because their their prior guitarist lead guitarist whose name escapes me um had left the band sometime in the last couple years i think of his own choice and so now it's just jared and uh i forget the brother's name but his uh, shannon jared and shannon leto are the you know are the singer guitarist and drummer and that's the only two members of the band as far as i'm aware but the album is really good it does not disappoint it's a little different than their prior stuff but not in a bad way Really, really enjoy it. So uh, definitely check that out. 30 Seconds to Mars. It's the end of the world, but it's a beautiful day. And then finally for television. Um, so I have said many times that after being browbeat by Merlin and hearing Merlin refer to it constantly in podcasts, and then Jason Snell occasionally would talk about it and a couple of uh, not real life, but real life friends of mine uh, all talking about it. I had become, I have become a very big fan of the show Letterkenny. Letterkenny last year had a spinoff called Shorzy. Uh, the first time I watched it, I did not care for it. It's like six episodes. It's not that long. I didn't like it at all. It didn't really click for me. And then I think it might have been when we were sick with COVID in February that I decided, ah, screw it. I'll watch it again. And I actually really, really enjoyed it and found it quite good. And season two is starting up as we speak. Um, and so if you're interested in extremely fast, extremely Canadian, but extremely fast, funny television uh shorzy season one is definitely good and so far season two seems good uh again season one was i think literally six episodes of 30 to 40 minutes tops per episode so it's not a big investment you don't absolutely have to have letter kenny under your belt to understand it but obviously it's a little better if you do um the general premise is this this very aggressive very obnoxious kind of not washed up but not especially great hockey player goes to this like rural hockey league and tries to make them not stink sort mm. of kind of mighty ducks ish in a way, but very, very adult and very aggressive anyway. So Shorzy season two continues that and it's so far very, very good. What have you got? Uh, okay. So I have a few also today. Uh, I'm going to start with the podcast a thon for St. Jude. Hooray! If it you're looking for 12 hours of content, <laughs> of which Casey was a part, but he was not expecting. Did you know I that we not. were going to print out a picture of you and play so, a game of it? Did you know about this? Uh, you, I think, somebody had sent me. It might have been you. might have been Adina. might have been you a Steven. selfie. Okay, that's what it was. I thought you were the first one. But did you not provide the photo? Do you know? I was curious where that photo came from. I couldn't even remember having taken that you photo. And I believe was, that you sent this to Stephen to rub in the Oxford comma thing. That is correct. So right. all I had seen originally was my head uh -huh. with you next to it. I didn't uh -huh. see that I was holding a mug. Yes. And it wasn't until the podcast-a-thon that I'm like, wait, what is that mug I'm holding? So it turns out as a gag, I had taken, or Aaron had taken that shot and I had sent it to Stephen privately because it was it was something making fun of the Oxford comma or, or not using the Oxford comma, I should say. and. Um, 
and and I sent it to him just as a, as a gag on a lark. But at the time when I had originally seen it, I had assumed it was like a WWDC era picture from like 2019 or something like that. And I was like, who? I don't remember this at all. And then when I saw the whole thing and I saw the mug, I was able to place it. And that was July of this past year at a store called Second and Charles, which is basically like a played against sports, but for like media. So you can sell vinyl to them and then buy vinyl from them and video games. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, what are those bobbly head things that uh, everyone loves? Pop, no, uh, Funko uh, we're Pops. Of, yes. Thank pop, you. We're pop, thinking of funks or whatever. Yeah. We're saying the same thing. Uh, so they, they, and books and all that sort of stuff. And so anyways, I had taken that in a second and Charles just as a gag. And then I had no idea that it was being printed. And then you sent me a picture next to it. And I was like, what is going on? And then I think Maybe it was Adina and Kathy or a Kathy and Jason sent a picture mm-hmm. next to it. And I was like, okay, really what's going on? And then I stayed up all the way until midnight, even though I was exhausted, which I can only imagine how you felt, uh, watching until the very bitter end. And, uh, <laughs> I, finally I saw my debut and it was very brief. Well, you were hanging around funny. a lot. I was hanging around a lot. That is true. Uh, but, but I, I, I did see it and I was quite amused and also slightly terrified, but Hey, you never know. Maybe next year there'll be more than just a uh, two-dimensional version of me there. Things could happen. I would like that. Uh, but yeah, so Casey's in it. It was really good. The podcast is 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 just really good. Like I, I think this year we nailed it. Like I yeah, think every yeah, well, year has so. been good, but I think this year is easily the best. Um, there was something going on all the time for 12 hours and everything that was going on was good fun. So mm-hmm. I really recommend it. It's in two parts on YouTube because that's just how it needs to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Like Stephen was trying for about three days to get YouTube to accept the original video <laughs> and it just wouldn't until we uploaded that's it in two parts. Surprising. So I'll put both of those in the show notes if you want to watch it. It's just a fun thing. We had a great time. Uh, Jason and Kathy were just like a fantastic addition. Really yeah, helped yeah, yeah. with me and Stephen. Um, I think it would have been really, really, really hard to try and do the full 12 hours. It's just the two of us. So it was like a really good uh, reason to bring people in. And I think, and I hope we'll be able to create a new template for what the podcast-a-thon will be going forward. Um, we learned valuable lessons about like never longer than 12 hours. is <laughs> a, a valuable lesson that we learn. Um, and we got through it pretty well. And I was really happy with the outcome. And if you, for some reason you've missed it, it lives on YouTube and you can go back and watch it at any point that you would like. I have a game recommendation. Okay. It's on Apple Arcade. It's called Finity. Finity. Okay. What's it about? I don't even know how to describe this game. It's like one of these matching three kind of games, but it's got a lot of really, really interesting mechanics. I'm always looking for a game that I can just play endlessly. Like Threes has always has been like the overall winner of this in my life. But I mm-hmm. think Finity is is added into that. It's got quite a bit of challenge to it, which is interesting. But the game, you know, like if you fail, it's like you just start again. It's just like a you, you're matching colors, like colored tiles by moving them around. Like you can only move them like left, right, up and down. But sometimes they get blocked by other tiles and you have to like really sit and think about it from a puzzle perspective but it's also a game that i can play mindlessly and just don't get very far and then have to start again or i can sit and really pay attention to it and maybe try and level up it's a really cool game it's on apple arcade so if you have apple arcade i really recommend this it's just like a no-brainer game to try it's really good fun and then you know, last... can i can i tack on to that just very briefly uh, i would love um, to i i don't typically play any sorts of games, but if I'm getting slowly into like, I still play Wordle and then the connections thing that's been around for a couple of months now. 
I do enjoy those. And you know what? I actually have, over the last few days, come to really, really like in Apple News. And I am shocked that I just brought up Apple News, so I can only imagine how you feel. Ah. Uh, in Apple News, there's now a puzzles section, and they have a puzzles crossword puzzle. By the puzzle Society. I did not know that. But, this is um, the thing we went into this on Upgrade like a couple of months ago. Oh, I, I completely forgot about the it. The Secret but, um, Society of Puzzlers, the Puzzle Society. <laughs> so they have the full-size crossword as well as, and this is what I would recommend, the crossword mini. So it takes literally less than five minutes to complete. There's one a day. They're a little challenging for me, but not so challenging that it's annoying and I've really enjoyed them. And it's free if you're part of the, you know, Apple One or whatever it's called, um, thing where you get Apple Arcade for free and you get Apple News for free and well, not for free, but you know what I mean. Um, anyway, I've really enjoyed the crossword mini. I don't personally have the patience for the full size crossword, but the crossword mini is pretty good. So I like that as well. But anyway, I interrupted you. What was your final recommendation? Sono Plus. Oh, is this the like Apple Watch thing or something like that? No, it's a interactive home screen widget. Oh, interesting. Sonos. That's even better. Yeah. Oh, tell me more. The design, not good, but it no, works. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, that's, so, that's awesome. Uh, I, I'm looking for something from my weekend home screen to allow mm. me to control mm. the Sonos because that's when I'm at home most and most likely to play music. And it's just cool to be able to have play, pause controls on the lock screen. Um, I'm waiting for Sonos to have a widget of their own. I yeah, like yeah. to believe that they will do it. But until then, Sono Plus exists. Like, it's just very basic design-wise, but it works. You know, music is playing. I can see a little uh, a preview of the album artwork of the song that's playing. And I can, and you can customize the buttons and what they do. You know, you can have play pause or you can have, like, group and all those kinds of things. And so I just got, like the pause and forward and back and that's exactly what i'm looking for for something just quick and on the lock screen uh so i can control my sonos devices uh very easily no that's a that's a good tip i'll have to check both those out finity and sono plus mm -hmm. good deal 